I don't know what any of this shit is, and I'm fucking scared. First, you're going to tell me about this dying stuff. Sorry about that. What is a scientist? You caught me like I'm experimenting with science. It's like magic with electricity. I know that. I'm not stupid. I'm smarter than you. The smartest scientists in the entire world all agree science is a liar sometimes. Seriously, this could not seem less scientific. Those idiots don't know anything about science. It's science. I believe it's pronounced science. This is the least scientific thing I've ever seen. So I'm just experimenting with them? You'll be quiet. Thank you, scientists. I think that might be a clip one day. It's just the us us being awkward at each other for forty five seconds, <laughs> <laughs> looking at each other and not saying anything. Yeah, yeah. it's always comfortable. <laughs> I know the guys of science. Hi, everybody. In the afternoon. Once again, yeah. Welcome. I like uh. Oh no! I like early. Like oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. You like what I like, now? I like earlier times. Earlier times are fun. It's it's fun getting into this midday. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm too drunk for the before dinner. <laughs> <laughs> if you're awake, you're not too drunk for before dinner. <laughs> I think that's yeah, that's a saying. <laughs> it is. I just got it tattooed on the inside of my lip. Bottom lip. <laughs> See right there. Yeah, very small font. <laughs> very yeah, tiny font. It's like one of the Wakanda tattoos. You can only see it like under a certain light. <laughs> mm, fancy. You got that black light tattoo. They have them shits now. You see that? Like black sure. light tattoos and like tattoos where it looks like animation. They they do change your eyeball color, like the, you know the whites of your eye. You get injections to make that a different color and stuff like that. Oh man! Do you know what one of the most horrifying things in the world would be for me? What's that? A needle in my eye. Yeah, yeah. That... <laughs> hey, can you imagine electing to do that? Uh, <laughs> one needle, please. Where in my eye? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> No, that sounds uh, awful. Yeah, a- any horror movie where somebody gets stabbed in the eye at all, at least the first time through, or not even horror movie, any any movie at all, action movie, anything that has somebody getting stabbed in the eye, my immediate reaction is I turn away as it's happening and go, <laughs> like, because yeah. oh god, like even in fucking, even in the Dark Knight. When he uh when he slams the guy's head down on the pencil. Ooh, yeah. 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 Hey, think about how awesome Ric Flair is. Everybody loves Ric Flair. Mm. But during a match, thumb to the eye, the crowd boos. Cause everybody hates that shit. <laughs> Where are you going with that? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes to the eye. Yeah, it's like he does whatever he wants, and it's like, oh, come on. Asshole, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know it's fake, but even that, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. As we mentioned, under the guise of science, uh, I am Charles. <laughs> yes, I'm Chris. Yes, we almost forgot. Yeah, we get we get welcome 
This is the show where we drink and attempt to talk about some kind of science-related topic with no expertise and get easily sidetracked. So, yeah, strap in. That's what we do. <laughs> I hope you like talking about anything other than what this episode is about. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of, you do have the free will to stop listening if you want, but this episode is going to be about free will. And it would probably behoove you to listen for uh, insights and hilarity. Yeah. Or maybe it's already been determined and you That's were true. just going to listen to this anyway. Yeah. It was already, it was written. Yeah. It, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I certainly don't. Nas wh- did. He had an album called It Was Written. That's true. He did. Yeah. <laughs> um the the craziest thing about this topic and i kind of knew it going in is that a just the obvious of it gets it goes from science to very philosophical really quick yes um but also just the uh what was i saying did i already forget the second thing i was gonna say that i liked better (laughs) (laughs) i mean we could start with how it goes from from science to philosophy quickly oh now i remember already jesus christ uh just the fact that it's it's like it's all the things it's biology chemistry physics like all of it all fucking mashed into one it's all the sciences because I guess it's kind of between that and and just consciousness in general. And I, I guess in a way, that's the frontier. We don't know. We, we've figured out all this stuff to this point. But those there's a handful of things that still elude us. And free will existing or not, I guess, is one of them. Yeah, it it's it, it, it got real heavy real quick. Um, actually, so when. <laughs> The text that I sent you after you sent me the most recent video, uh, you said, uh, I said, that's like, it's too many things. Oh, yeah, it was, that felt like so much stuff. Surely this 10 minute video is over by now. And it was like four and a half minutes in. It was like, oh, God, this is so much stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's still so many things to address. Yeah. But, yeah, but your response yet. of, uh, of, I know what you mean. Reminded me of a dumb story that is one of my favorite me being me to somebody and they have no idea ever again, Uh, just to a complete stranger. Uh, My brother and I were out one evening uh, out, uh, out at the bar and we're driving home. And the only thing that's open is a diner. So we're going to stop off and get food. Uh, It's the middle of the winter and my brother has uh like disposable gloves that he wears to work while he's at work. So it's winter. I look in the back seat. I have my regular gloves on. I take them off. I put disposable gloves on and then I put the regular gloves back on and then I go inside. 
place my order. Apparently, this is the thought the whole time. I think I hope this was predetermined because that makes it even funnier. Uh, but I go inside and I order the food and I go to pay for it and say, "Hold on!" I take my wallet out and then I put my wallet down and I take one glove off and there's another glove underneath. <laughs> And it's a bright blue one, too. And I take the money and I hand it to the guy and he's looking down and I say, it's OK. I have a hands problem. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, ah, I, I, I know what you mean. I know where you're coming from. I was like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I paid for my food. I left. And you're, you're, he, you're he lucky he knew forever. all about hands problems. But he already <laughs> knew about them. So. <laughs> He's like, oh, say no more. Yeah. <laughs> Your gloves are old hat, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I've seen so many gloves since I started working here. <laughs> Another rest- wrestling reference that kind of sounds like when Sting took off the Sting mask and it was Sting underneath the whole time. <laughs> the old double glove. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That sting was sting the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) (coughs) Um, So, So, yeah, free wills. So in regards to that that video that you referenced, Mm -hmm. um, it was two gentlemen... There's a specific channel where there's two guys that have a conversation. I'm not sure what the the one guy is. I know he's some type of doctor, but unfortunately, I don't know his his actual uh, um, chosen discipline, I guess. But uh, he's the host, and he interviews people. And uh, his mustache is spectacular and gross at the same time. But um, he has a different <laughs> expert in on various topics. And it's like a you know eight to ten minute video. It's just a quick hit conversation. They have some long form stuff too, but the short ones are pretty cool. So he was asking uh, someone about free will, and um, the guy was saying, just looking at the physical processes. If you're looking at the mind and uh, of like a baby who is trying to learn how to walk, or a, a child, human child trying to learn how to walk, what do they do? They don't look at people walking and say, I want to try to do that specific thing. Let me see if I can lift my right knee up like that. It doesn't work like that. They try everything. And the things that work, the brain kind of remembers. And and they can approximate walking from that. And little by little, as they realize the things that, that are successful versus the things that aren't successful, and how neurons realign, you know, and make it easier for uh, muscle memory and that kind of thing. Little by little, that's how, how you learn how to walk. So his point was that that's how the brain works with everything, not just how you walk, but also your viewpoint. Also how, how you actually, your lens of how you perceive reality itself is all through this learned experience of you trying to figure out, you know, what, what works for you and what doesn't, what you've seen work and what you've seen not work, you know, things like that. Which is, yeah, that's at least for a decent amount of your life, there's that, but obviously, but yeah, but people, then everybody 
So is that more the nurture versus nature argument then? Like, I what, guess to an extent, yeah. Like, what if you're seeing a lot of that, then it's a lot of, uh, yeah, it's you're more likely to emulate what, and replicate what you see. Yeah, well, and, and in the video, his point specifically was that that uh, if you have the choice between being violent or not being violent in any given situation, if your response could be violence or not, mm. if you're someone who has seen a lot of violence and in particular maybe had a, a lot of violence in your direction like where you were a victim of a whole lot of violence mm-hmm. you're probably more likely to choose a violent path or, or choose a violent reaction in a situation because of that because that's how your brain i guess has been conditioned and then the things that you've seen versus somebody who considers himself uh more cultured or, or refined or whatever you want to call it. Um, even that is only like, again, it's through it's free will, but through constraints because they might even be surprised at, at the choices they would make in certain situations versus what they think they would make in those situations. Right. And I, I think uh, this came up in, the other video, the German lady video, whose name I already forget, Savine Hassan Hassenfelders. Yeah, we'll share it. Something along those lines. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, uh, it, was, it was within constraints, and yeah, like the the way she was describing it is that all these, like the idea that there's all these different limitless different futures in front of you uh and and it all depends on what you pick but from how she explains it it's kind of like no there's only one future and it's just waiting for you to pick it you don't necessarily know what that is but that's the only thing that could have happened right in that situation and and she was saying that in in a sense um everything you do is kind of a calculation and there's all this background stuff that plays into it. And your brain is actually performing a calculation with the various inputs. And based on the inputs you have, that's the choice that you're going to make because that's the way your brain is wired in a sense, or that that's the, uh, the, that's the values that were entered into the formula in a sense, like you plug in whatever and you get an answer. So that's what it's going to be. So like all the dumb shit that I say, a lot of it is just, it's not completely random. It's a lot of the times it's, well, what's the right answer? All right, cool. Well, what's the most diametrically opposed answer to that? And then what doesn't belong here at all? What is the what has, what word has the least likely to do with what we're talking about? Or right. This rhymes with that other thing, or I'm just switching one letter of this word to that word. And then that like, it's, it's not at random. It's, it's just, I've, yeah. I've, I've run and run this type of program enough times. And that's actually a great way yeah. to think about it. Like a, a software application code in a sense, mm. like you have a code that's going to perform a set of calculations and going to come out with some output. But when you're thinking, I want to go with the thing that's opposite, it's almost like adding another line or another set of lines of code to say, and whatever that answer is, give me this. So it, it, right. it's still not necessarily a choice. It's more manipulating the uh, the code. 
Like, and like, if you were to tell someone you don't have free will and you're going to do X, Y, Z, and then they go, well, nope, now I'm not going to do X, Y, Z just to prove you wrong. It's still, it, it's kind of, again, changing the code, changing the values of the equation on purpose. Yeah. Like being, being contrarian about just about anything. Like some people are just contrarians across the board. Some people like, or with like music, movies or TV or whatever in the beginning, like just if a bunch of people like it, then is it, well, I don't like it. Like even then that's not a, that's, that's kind of your, your thing across the board. Yeah. (laughs) Surprise, surprise, surprise. You're one of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, the EP was better. Yeah. <laughs> of course it was, because they recorded it on tin cans and nobody knew who they were. But yeah, that's that's all calculated as well. It's so what? What if instead of looking at it as? Uh, you don't necessarily have free will, but you can potentially be your own programmer. You can write your own code, essentially. I think that's... Yes. I think th- There has to be something to that because you can make a choice. Like, I've, I've made choices to either improve my life or, in, in the past, to make my life worse. And maybe I wasn't necessarily foreseeing the outcome of that but let's take smoking for example like every time i had a cigarette it it was me choosing to have a cigarette knowing full well the problems with it Mm. but now i haven't had a cigarette now in almost two months so i'm at the point now where but yeah thank you very much i appreciate that hold on hold on i bet there's a lot more people who's got (laughs) who would like to say something about that there you go thanks I do appreciate that. And it was fucking hard. Oh, man. They just, they just won't let you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Who's there? laughs> Damn, that's like an Elvis kind of. <laughs> but, but, so where is the whole idea of the, the constraints around my free will and the constraints around my decision to, to do one thing or the other. I think in the lens of what uh, the, the videos that we're talking about and Sabine, uh, Do- Dr. Sabine, I can't pronounce your last name. So we're just going to go with Dr. Sabine to show some measure of respect, but uh, <laughs> she, she, <laughs> Her talk about how it, it it's a set of calculations based on inputs. I guess there was the potential for the calculation to go one way or the other, but it took me, like you were just saying, adding to the code of this will add X Y Z to this, and this will be the new output. Right. So there might be some people out there that don't have the flexibility in the code necessarily to do things like that. Right. Or, or it's you know, less flexible. I shouldn't say don't have it, but and I think even with addiction, like it's like people people have used the the analogy of it, like rewires your brain, kind of thing. Right. But like an even more updated analogy would be it's rewriting the code. It's rewriting the lines of code. It's like, well, even if you don't want to do this here, uh, you're still not going to be able to help yourself. So you're yeah. going to do this anyway, kind of thing. 
Yep. A hundred percent. The junkie brain. Yeah. And then, yeah, you could figure out ways to, to justify it and everything like that. You're just kind of compounding the, uh, the calculations. Man. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a wild thing. And, and just the idea of like, uh, the, in Dr. Sabine's video, I'm sorry to keep going back to her. I watched hers most recently. But, no, I, I like her. <laughs> she, I like that uh, video. Just bringing up, like how how physics affects this conversation, in the fact that well, we know that everything is made up of atoms and protons and electrons and neutrons and probably gluons, right? All that other shit. So. Everything else in the universe is made of that shit as well. And yeah. like stars, uh, stars forming, uh, as far as we know, they don't have any type of consciousness or decision in it. But every everything since the Big Bang has been predetermined it was like part of the uh, like once that happened, everything that's happened so far was going to happen. Right, it it could only go that way. It right. could only go the way it went, based off of laws of nature and everything else. It's well, everything shot out in this direction, so this is the only way this could have happened. At least that's how I took. <laughs> no, and and there's a lot of. I mean, we've talked about this with the the block universe and things like that. If you were a fifth dimensional being who could take a step back outside of our four dimensions, three space, one time, if you were outside of that and could see time as a dimension and saw the block universe and saw here's the big bang over here and here's heat death over there. That means that everything happened already in a sense. Like there is no changing of, of the way things go almost, which I mean, that's almost disheartening. And like, yeah, like, <laughs> like all the all the dumb stuff I've, all the dumb stuff I did, I was just gonna do every time. <laughs> God damn it! Right, there's no way that I could have done this a little bit better. Or <laughs> yeah, that that does make it very easy to go nihilistic. And just, well, nothing matters. Fuck it. Right. I was going to rob this bank anyway and get shot down in the street. So, yeah. But well, I mean, then, yeah. then it, you, you can also look at it the other way where it was like, well, maybe from here on, I, I'm the guy that, I don't know, pays child support or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you, you know, whatever choice you can make to do better. <laughs> you just haven't done it yet, but you're gonna. Yeah. Um, the uh oh well in uh dr sabine's video as well she also said like gave that an example of like somebody well if everybody believes that none of what we do matters then what's going to stop somebody from like you said like or like robbing a bank or or uh like doing something violent to somebody else and even if somebody does 
like society as a whole, for the most part, writes writes code themselves and then uh, puts deterrence in place to want you to stop doing that kind of thing. My favorite example of that that a comedian ever did is uh, Patton Oswalt's Sky Cake bit. I won't even begin to try to butcher it right now, but it's great. It's about the whole point of religion is so they could got get the gigantic people to stop raping and fucking and murdering everybody. So they created sky cake <laughs> and that's what religion is, is sky cake. I, I mean, there's definitely merits to that. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think there was aspects of trying to explain like, what the hell is all of this? Like, can it, you know, living somewhere where there's no light pollution and looking up at the sky and, at night and be like, so, I mean, between that and, yeah, the, the other thing where it was like, all right, how do we get that guy to stop taking everything? <laughs> like, we got to make yeah. up some kind of rule. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, quick uh, quick light pollution jaunt. Watch a quick uh, Neil DGT video the other day and was talking about people always make reference to that you should. You haven't seen the stars until you've seen them from the night sky, or the nights, or the southern hemisphere sky, and it's so much more beautiful. And it's eighty something percent of the world's population lives in the northern hemisphere, so that's where yeah, all crazy. the light pollution is. Yeah. So that's why there's uh It's probably like I don't know, fifteen to twenty cities is probably like most of that on top of that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, sorry, derail. Oh no, that's that was it, and just it's it's just a, a simple light pollution thing. Like it's not yeah. that it's not that there's different stars, or you can just see way more of them. Yeah, I, I went to there was this uh, telescope conference in Stellafane, Vermont. So it's like up on the mountains, it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it sounds like it could be in a folk song. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a telescope conference in Stellafane, Vermont, and I thought I'd never <laughs> ever see the day. <laughs> I'm going to work on that one. <laughs> the last time I saw a night sky like this. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a whole bunch of people with, I mean, when I say homemade telescopes, there was like some serious boxes and tubes and mirrors, uh, you know, leftover shit that they put together. And there were people with, you know, the home bought telescopes that, you know, the, the, the real deal kind of good stuff. But the way it worked because of light pollution. So we were out in the middle of the middle of the woods in Vermont, but up on, I guess, like this hilltop that was pretty clear. But even on the flashlights, you had to have a flashlight to walk around because it was too dark to see anything. But you had to get red uh, paint, like the, I don't know, birthday packaging paper. Like when you put it in a birthday bag, I can't think of the name of the. Oh, like uh, tissue paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need like a couple layers of tissue tissue paper that was red so that it would tint the light so that it wouldn't kill everybody's night vision. uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. That's neat. But I, yeah, I always remember. The, but yeah, the the shit that you could see there, it was just it's a different sky. It really is. Uh, b- before we get any further off that, I I I know I'm not the only one 
uh, that is going to let's let's back up to you went to a telescope convention. I got so excited about <laughs> a few words in a row that I almost glazed over the fact that you went to a telescope convention. I did. When yeah. when when did this happen? When I was a teenager and my dad told me where we were going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, but it was man. well worth it. Well yeah, worth it. that's neat. Yeah. I mean, once it processed in my head that you said you went to a telescope convention, I went, A, I am not forgetting this because I got to ask about it. And B, I knew I was doing the podcast with the right motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was big into, into stargazing and telescopes. And I still have, I have two of his telescopes and some of his books and stuff like that. But I have no idea how the fuck to use them. So I have them on a shelf, but they're, you know. All I remember from telescopes is you could not touch it. Like once he would get it lined up with something and then you go, look, you got to hover your eye over it. Because mm-hmm. if you moved it a hair, you lose whatever he was zoomed in on because of how far it is. So that ever, right. you know, the slightest angle, it's completely gone. I feel and like that's where you can. Sorry, I was going <laughs> to say, and that's where you can see that things are moving because you got to keep following it every couple seconds or every oh, half wow, minute. Okay. You got to move it ever so slightly to track it. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking, that's badass. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like most of uh, most of my dad's stuff that I wanted to use also had the rules, don't touch it a lot. <laughs> Toy uh, trains yeah, that's, and <laughs> that's dad rules in general. Yeah. <laughs> Thermostat. <laughs> I get it because they don't wash their hands and they usually fucking break it. So <laughs> yeah. Just don't touch it. So I have this forever because <laughs> I've had it so far. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was going fine till you showed up. <laughs> yeah. No, not even until you showed up until you started liking it. Once you showed interest, like everything was fine when you had your own shit and you were cool with that. Now, <laughs> that's not good enough. You want to see what holds my attention. <laughs> um, you have the you have the choice to get the fuck off my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or so we would believe. Yeah, mm, yeah, maybe knows? not. Maybe it, maybe it's not their fault. They were pre predetermined to pick their nose and wipe it on whatever uh, serious tangent but (laughs) one of my biggest pet peeves with them Mm -hmm. is if they want for food if well not not the boys anymore because they're old enough that they eat everything so now Mm -hmm. it's more bianca but it was the boys when they were younger but if they want two of something Mm -hmm. and you give them two of whatever it is Mm -hmm. they will take a bite of one and then take a bite of the other and then say I'm full. And it's like, <laughs> why didn't you just save all your bites for the one so I could have eaten the other one? Because now we got to throw them both out. <laughs> I was looking at that like I hope I hope she doesn't eat the other one because <laughs> then it's mine. Yeah, then she bites it. Now it's gone. You won't eat your own kids' food? No, because no. I know where they've I know where they've been. It's the opposite. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. seen what they do, and it's like, yeah, I ain't touching that shit. <laughs> I just saw you licking a doorknob yeah. <laughs> in someone else's house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but 
when what was much younger, much like two, mm. but one of them may or may not have licked the floor at Shoprite. <laughs> like um. and that's just like I am. I'm just failing hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one's on me. This is completely on me. I should have put this in a rule. Like, was there at least something delicious on the floor? Like somebody spilled some sugar or some soda or the other end of the spectrum, just like random warm liquid in front of like a fish case or a fucking meat cooler. It was literally to show off how weird and defiant I am. (laughs) Not only am I not listening to you, I'm taking it a step further. I'm breaking (laughs) rules you didn't even know you should have set. Because I never, you never think you have to say that. All right, when kids, when we go in there, no one lick the floor. Like that's that's a given. I feel that's established. Oh shit! (laughs) But what's funny is once you get older, and then you don't have to be around parents all the time. Like, bro, I dare you to lick the floor. That's a dare, though. That's different. We're talking (laughs) pride. Pride is on the line. (laughs) There are rules involved with dare. (laughs) Yeah, take that shit serious. (laughs) Which again? So getting back to dare. So like, uh, or getting back to free will via dare. Like the way. Like people that do dumb shit, like jackass stuff, like even the even the unrehearsed stuff, like none of it's like totally random. It might be done at a random time or like when the person's most vulnerable and least expects it. But they've hit so many other people in the nuts with everything at any point in their life. So it. It's not totally random. It's this makes everybody laugh all the time. And now there's dopamine involved. Fucking writing. Keep some, going. Yeah. Writing some very aggressive code. I'm going to say writing some blockchain code. Cause I don't know if I'm using that right. <laughs> <laughs> not really. But oh, that's all right. <laughs> well, then I will reroute myself into the mainframe. <laughs> Not if I do that fast enough. Oh, yeah, well, I'll do this, too. <laughs> I'll get somebody else in here to go like this and do the other buttons. <laughs> right. It's like, why didn't you write that code when we hired you? You waited till now? <laughs> you should have had that in place to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck hires somebody? That to... No, I'll just write the code on the fly. Right. So, if I see something, I'm I'm fast. I can type real don't, fast. Don't worry. I can type for the next 71 hours straight to get this code perfect. <laughs> yeah. Great job, Hollywood. You stupid bastard. Oh, other thing I found out. Similar type thing that nobody knows. Uh, apparently, chloroform takes a couple of minutes to work. Oh. Not just... Two to five seconds, depending on how quickly they got their hands there, which means okay. it's a fucking struggle. Wow. Because just think about it, like you're you got somebody in like think of how hard it is to get somebody in a submission hold. 
Like, especially if, if they're extra wiry and wriggly. Right. Especially if there's somebody else and you're in this body. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just like, tr- just trying to hold on to somebody. Like, you know, that would not be a rest, a, a rest pose, right? Is that what it's called? No, yeah. Rest, yeah. The rest hold. Rest hold. There we no, go. That's no right. rest hold when you're trying to chloroform somebody. Yeah, no, they, they're actively trying to prevent that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I don't want to say kudos to people who chloroform people, but like, <laughs> I mean, it, it takes a lot of effort. Like, it's not just a it's not just a quick little. <laughs> like, there's a level of admiration for, for their determination. Yeah, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run an ultra marathon, but I can appreciate the amount of effort you put into it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Same kind of deal. <laughs> I would like to say kudos to the two of us for not knowing how long it takes to knock someone out with chloroform until very, very recently. So that's good. Right. That- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean- Less the less chloroform experience you have, I feel like yeah, you're you're a better person for it. <laughs> I mean, if you're on the other end of it, do you even know that you have chloroform experience? <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, no. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> this is the third time. Yeah. Oh right, which um. Which, if you do chloroform someone, you do have to decide to chloroform someone, don't you? And that has fucked up kind of uh, uh, repercussions, I guess, to think about that. That, like, this person's brain is programmed in that way, and that's the code that they're writing, that they're actually taking somebody, you know, wrestling someone down and, and rendering them unconscious to do whatever fucked up plan that they had. Like, damn, they didn't have a choice in that. That's, that's, how their brain is wired. That's how things are going to go. That's their calculation. Like in a case like that, I mean, not that I'm pro capital punishment or anything like that, but I I get it. Or at least like you never, you can't be around people. That's how your brain works. Yeah. You, you're not. A, yeah, exactly. It's that. How do you, how do you get rehabilitated from that? Right. Like that's, that is the results of things escalating and escalating. Like nobody starts with chloroform. Right. Like you've, you've done fucked up shit and you enjoy hurting people or you enjoy having power over people. And then you probably killed a cat or two, you know, like went, went slow in that regard or a raccoon or something like that. And found, yeah, like there was signs they were probably ignored, but, uh, but the idea of, there's legal repercussions now if there's no free will, if this person isn't actually choosing to do that. And it's like, what are they supposed to do? Right. Like, that, that was all there. And then like that could, cause then eventually like, wouldn't they be able to like look for specific things like before they're born? Right. Isn't it? There's, there's some movie about that where they know, that's the Angelina Jolie where they can shoot bullets in a curve or something like that, where they would go and, and snipe people before they did the bad thing they were destined to do. <sighs> that had time travel in it? I don't think it was time travel. It was like this thing printed out a name 
and they would kill them before they did a bad thing. Like that, like it would give the, them the next target because this person at some point in the future is going to do something awful. Are you possibly conflating that with Minority Report? I've never seen Minority Report. All right, then I will say no. But I might be conflating it with something else, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure Angelina Jolie was in it, and it was some kind of hitman thing. Yeah, like I, I remember the, I remember the spinny bullet. Yeah. Thing in the trail. All right. Well, now I gotta look that shit up. I gotta hit pause for a second though, because I just spilled my drink. Hold on. Alrighty. So see what you can find. Or... Yep. I'll uh, I'll just keep talking. So Angelina Jolie, as we uh, as we mentioned, of course, is uh, the daughter of John Voight, who we haven't brought up in a while. Uh. John Voight was in a movie with uh, Tom Cruise. In addition to Anaconda, he was in a movie with Tom Cruise. He was in uh, Mission Impossible, and Tom Cruise was in Minority Report. Trying to drink some up off the puddle that's on the desk. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Well, I'm trying to drink some up off of the puddle on my desk. <laughs> Wait, say that again. <laughs> you'll have to. I don't know if I can sing it good again. <laughs> oh, <okay>. You'll hear. <laughs> I'll listen on there. Yeah, there you go. You, you get surprises uh, for me all the time, so I'll give you one. All right. <laughs> okay. What was I looking up? Angelina Jolie, Curvy Bullet movie. Those, those are the details <laughs> that I can remember. Wanted. Wanted is about this is the worst. Oh, it does have uh what's his name? James McAvoy in there, young fella. Oh, okay. Professor X or uh yes, young young Professor X, young Professor yes, Charles right. Xavier. Yeah, there's a lot of words in here. I'm sure we could fucking I don't know. I don't I don't see who they're uh cross marksmanship panicked. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh I don't know if there's any futuristic printy outy things. But yeah. It was uh Oh the uh by the by, uh print I don't like too many of Tom Cruise's movies, but Minority Report was the shit. I highly recommend it. Okay. Which actually I mean we could totally between there's free will implications and uh, precognition implications in that. Kind of neat. I would be. Da- I never saw it before. Have that be our next movie movie show. Sure, we could do that one. I'll watch that again. Okay. But yeah, sorry. I'm just reading the uh, the Wikipedia right now. The the loom of fate. It gives the coded name of targets through deliberate imperfections in the fabric. I don't know what the fuck the fabric is, but it's just, it gives, it's like this fraternity of assassins. Right. And uh, when the loom prints out a name, that's who they got to go to assassinate, and they do it before they do the bad thing. But then they find out it's been corrupted, and the guy who's telling people to kill people, his name, uh, spoiler alert, (laughs) his name came out on the loom, Uh, so he was supposed to be the next target. Gotcha. 
Okay, see, I, I was, wasn't was sure if it was like, oh, yeah, this has been doing it, but it was like one person manipulating it the entire time, actually, like, overarching Machiavellian plan. Like, yep. I've been the man behind this the whole time. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. All right. But to bring it from there back into uh, free will, like for, uh, you know, people that have no choice and all that. What about people suffering from psychosis or people that, uh, you know, are hearing voices in their head telling them to do something or like they can say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this awful thing I'm doing, but I'm doing it anyway. Like there's almost no free will in that. Yeah. Like, and, and even from the, uh, the, the deterministic standpoint that this was all, this person was supposed to happen and have what feels like the ability to say no while being unable to do it. Like it's just a, uh, just the pile of atoms and DNA in that specific arrangement caused that person's yeah. brain to be shitty. Yeah. Or yeah, somebody who maybe had, um, I don't want to say, let's say average uh, brain facilities their whole life mm-hmm. and then have some kind of accident. There's some kind of physical damage to their brain. Now, like, do you completely lose free will in cases like that? Yeah, I because yeah. that like that's really where the whole determinism thing. At least it gets hard for me to keep yeah. embracing that idea because it's like so everything. Then, like all of the other lives that were happening were all in the exact spot that they had to be to cause that person to get into that accident to get to that capacity. Yeah, that's kind of true too. That all that kind of yeah. Yeah, like like the, butterfly effect type stuff, which by the right. way was not a great movie, but it was it was all right. amusing. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. It wasn't Ast- Ashton Kutcher's work. <laughs> It got super dark. I, I I didn't realize going into it that it was going to get as dark as it did. It was pretty. A lot of it was pretty yeah. fucked up. Some of his experiences coming back where yeah he was in bad conditions and shit. Right? Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Um. I mean, and uh, so going from psychosis. Now let's scale it back a little bit. How about OCD, where? I don't want to turn this light switch off and on and off and on, but I got to do three times before I leave the room. Uh, so, and and I was just, <laughs> I can cite always sunny for this one. Cause I was just watching some <laughs> last night. So uh, Charlie's mom does that, does everything three times, like right. kisses Charlie's picture three times and turns each light off in the house off and on three times. And Charlie's answer was, well, it worked. I'm still alive. So and like, so he starts doing it. He's like, I right. don't want to. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's a maybe like just a misfiring of the writing of the code to be like, no, this is the the cause. This is the cause and effect of this. Well, the, the day that I did this three times, Charlie didn't die. 
So let's write that in the code in yeah. the brain and just. That's bringing it back to what we were talking about in the beginning with the kids learning how to walk. This is working. Yeah. And it, that this is, this is successful. We're going to add this to the, the things, the list of things to do versus these unsuccessful things. We'll cut them out. Yeah. What, what's the, um, what's, this came up like 20 episodes ago now, so I hope we can remember it. Uh, even more than that. Pattern recognition. That's, yeah, it's like justification through pattern recognition, but also misreading the data. Yeah, there's, there's always the, the element of, of human error, I guess. Yeah. Uh, another Neil deGrasse Tyson thing I saw, he was talking about... Um, He's like, it, it makes him crazy when people run into somebody that they knew somewhere. Like, you run into somebody you grew up with. And, like, for example, my brother, when he was in Europe, his flight got delayed and he saw a kid that he hadn't seen since eighth grade. And they both got stuck in the airport. Or, like, in, like, flights delayed and just hung out in the airport for, like, a couple right. of extra hours. Like, it's random as fuck. But yeah. how many other times does that happen every time you've been at an airport? More so on top of that, the example Neil deGrasse Tyson gave was if the odds are really that good, walk up to every single person you see on the street and ask if you know them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Most of them are, are not going to say yes. Right. <laughs> so it's it's just the perceiving data in a way that makes it uh make yeah because it's you you only recognize it when it resonates yeah i mean how many times do you get a new car and then you're like wow everybody has this car it's because you didn't give a shit about that car before you were looking at your old car like everybody has my old car yeah (laughs) they're all out there um or even like with my job, I deal directly with the public and I've noticed now in 20 years of doing so that if I remember your face, this is a completely made up actual number of the specific uh, percentage, but I will say it's probably at least an 80% chance that I think you're a huge dick and I don't ever want to fucking speak to you again. Oh, uh, yeah, because you made an impact. Right. It's yeah, yeah. If you suck, it's somebody's way more likely to remember you, apparently. Yeah, and especially dealing with the general public, the odds of being like, I fucking love that guy <laughs> <laughs> doesn't happen too often. Yeah, and what sucks is if, like, it's even if it's a one in a hundred chance of running into a real big asshole. I'm probably going to run into five that day. It's like yeah, just your luck. Yeah, well, statistically, if it's, I'm going to interact with 500 people over the course of this shift. Oh, uh, okay. So one Fair. in five yeah. chance. Guess what? Right. <laughs> You're number two. I can't wait for the next fucking three. <laughs> Start saying that True. to people, calling them out. <laughs> I always said that about New York because a lot of people would say, oh, New York City, there's so many assholes there. It's It's, it's the law of percentages. There's so many people that live in New York city that if it's, you know, 2% of people are assholes, you're going to have a ton of assholes in Manhattan because there's so many assholes and you're 
town of 3,500, yeah, there's six people are assholes because, again, we're dealing with percentages. And the problem also is uh, assholes seem to know where to congregate together. Like they always seem to, yeah, they, they always seem to snip each other feather. out. Yeah. And also, I'm on my way to work, and you're in my fucking way taking pictures and stuff. So <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> How long did you work in the city for? Um. Between, well, commuting through the city, because I worked in Jersey City for a little bit, too, but I, I probably all told five to seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anytime I go there, when I get there, I'm like, fuck, man, I could do this, like, live here for, like, a year. It'd be pretty dope. And then by the time I leave, I'm like, ah, this is good. I'm glad to be going home. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> it's too much. It's just too much. Yeah. Because and the law of percentages with you know I, I guess the people with psychosis that we just mentioned there are you bump into them you bump into them a lot in Manhattan yeah they're very bumpy <laughs> yeah but I, so hopping back slightly I, I was scaling it down from psychosis to OCD to things like like what if there is and this is kind of speaking against free will mm. the idea that um, if OCD is something that exists where somebody can't actually control the things their brain tells them to do, what if everybody has that, but like to a much lesser degree as far as like, I don't know, eating, uh, this is what time I wake up and this is the time I eat breakfast and then you know, I go to the gym, you know, whatever that, that kind of, you call it a schedule, but these are you're not choosing to do that necessarily. This is again, your, your code running and, and this is the output that you're getting. Yeah. Like you've, you've tried eating at different times, but your brain starts to retain. Nope. This is the best time of day for me to eat. And then this is the best time of day for me to poop. And I have the most amount of energy. If I, if I only do push-ups before work and do the rest of the workout after work and then like, yeah, just it's not necessarily you've planned this. It's it's trial and error on what works best with the stuff that you have. Yeah. And yeah, what what's successful and what fails. Yeah, all all circling back to that again. Oh man. So all this. So I mean, maybe it's not necessarily deterministic, where it it could be just uh, the 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 process of figuring out what works and what doesn't. And, you know, shit still happens as far as like you were saying that somebody gets in a car accident and brain damage and all that, that, that may not be necessarily determined from the moment of the big bang, but there's, I don't know, probably less free will than what we think. We think that we can, you know, make any choice and affect various possible futures and all that, but our brains at the end of the day are, are programmed by our lives and our lives and experiences up until this point yeah even like even with i don't know if this is what she was saying about chaos theory but with chaos theory like it's yes it's it's chaos it's it's harder to tell what's happening but still ultimately there's only so many things that can happen based off of 
like the situation that you're in. Like if you're at the top of the stairs and you you're in flip flops and one of them falls off and you trip down the stairs, but there's also a cat running by at the top of the stairs potentially too. Uh, Or your flip flop doesn't fall off. Like it sure it's chaos, but it's still, still a finite amount of things that can happen. Yeah. And that, and that's like a physical interpretation of that kind of situation. But like in your brain, it's more of a, a mental setup of that, like, you know, metaphorically speaking, your uh, flip flop fell off and there's a cat running across the stairs, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't know how to like <laughs> give different examples of, of, but people who have experienced trauma that there's a certain lens that they're going to view things through. Um, people that have had uh, a decent, I don't know, uh, a, a decent go of it, I guess you could say they, they might be more, optimistic but when shit goes wrong maybe it's I don't, I don't know not able to handle it as well or yeah or j- just less likely to anticipate it happening yeah like if you haven't been around like shit going sideways like you get like there's there's times that if you're, you're in like a crowd of people like you could just sense something's about to go off like you kind of get like yeah. an energy going on, but then like oh, somebody yeah. who's never been around that before is like, hmm, wonder what those folks are up to over there. I better go check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we mentioned on an earlier episode. Oh, look at all those policemen running by. I better stick my head out and look at where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> but you had no choice. That's just how you've been wired. Right. I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to know what's happening. Very curious. Yeah. And I thought one of the more interesting things that was said in the the, the first video was um, that basically your, your stream of consciousness, that's everything that you're thinking and experiencing. And it, it's a stream of consciousness in your head. But all of that, input all the data that's coming in is almost filtered through all your other past experiences and prior events and various other influences on the brain so that stream of consciousness is is routed and structured and 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 arranged in a certain way that yeah you're you might consider what you're doing as as making a choice or that you have free will and that you're you know can choose one or the other but it's it's constrained all of that stuff that's in your head is is real it's so you, you there's only like a range of of things range of potential outcomes for any person in any g- given situation yeah like like the whole oh anything can happen it's like well a lot of things can happen than anything <laughs> right yeah <laughs> That's just being silly. Yeah. You know who speaks in absolutes? Siths, you piece of shit. That's true. Don't you dare come in here with And that on top of that, people who speak in superlatives ought to shampoo my crotch. Is <laughs> that as well? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
Do you remember which one that's from? Uh, it, it was Jack and Helen Hunt. What's the? Um, oh man, he, that's that's right. That's for, I, I had that twisted. I, was, I thought it was from a. Thought it was a Carlin thing. Because I feel like I can no, hear no. that in his voice. No, that's uh, Jack Nicholson yeah. and Helen Hunt. Uh, as good as it gets. There you go. Yeah. Because it, it has the same energy as when Carlin's given the list of people that he hates. <laughs> yeah. He he might have said something similar to that. I can't remember what it was. but Um. Let's see. The two that come to my mind are uh, here's another list of assholes I'd love to leave bleeding in the moonlight or I'd love to beat and leave bleeding in the moonlight. <laughs> that one. And uh, pre-suck my genital situation. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that movie is good as it gets. I didn't even think of that. That just kind of came out of left field. But he has a guy who, you know, what did he have going on with his brain? where he's walking up to strangers and, and saying stuff like that. Did, did he have a choice in saying that or, you know, is that coming out regardless? Like, wasn't he like, I don't know if he was agoraphobic or something like that, but he had issues leaving it. Uh, I don't remember the movie that well, but he had issues leaving his apartment mm. and he was uh, very socially awkward. <laughs> he said fucked up shit. <laughs> they said, how do you write women so well? He said, I just think of what a man would do and take out all logic and reason. <laughs> That's right. I, I've never actually seen that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I've seen it to the point that I know it like this. Yeah, but... <laughs> there you go. You're like, oh, I don't know movies that good. Proceeds to quote fucking all of as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that was my jam <laughs> it must have been one of those that was just on all the time oh something. definitely definitely a fucking uh milk money i think okay yeah, it was uh what the fuck's her name daryl hannah melanie griffith damn it melanie Other griffith one. was daryl hannah was the mermaid right she was she was uh, okay. All right, right. That was both Splash and Splash Two, Splash as well. <laughs> splash also. <Yeah. laughs> so Splash was pretty much just mannequin, except it was a mermaid instead of a mannequin, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It... I mean, I only have a vague idea of both of those movies, but yeah, that was it. <laughs> It was this dude that wanted to bang something that he wasn't supposed to bang <laughs> until he was until magic and he was finally allowed to. <laughs> that's the movie. That's that's both movies. <laughs> that is both movies. Yeah. You can't bang that. It's not a person. It's like, well, then I'll just keep it close, and then when once it is a person, then I will. <laughs> and it worked out in both movies. It worked out. <laughs> oh, oh shit <laughs> 80s are crazy <laughs> Alright so <laughs> Never mind Minority Report We're watching Splash and Mannequin <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Mannequin was responsible For getting uh, Jefferson Airplane Or Jefferson Starship Whichever one back together or something Yeah 
for uh, yeah. nothing's going to stop us now, right? Yeah. Until they broke up again immediately after. Well, what did they do first? <laughs> they do that or we built this city? Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about the various Jefferson projects. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about enough about uh, the Jefferson uh, armada of air travel. Yeah. I know about the Berry Homes, which were the projects on Jefferson Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> All right. Where are we at here? Oh, no, I, got, I got this. I got this. Uh, transition to Starship. Nuclear Furniture. Was that one of... Did they have a band called Nuclear Furniture? Oh, they had an album called Nuclear Furniture. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's a cool name. Yeah. Credit what credit's do. Uh, yeah, we'll put it in the fucking comments. I don't feel like. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll that. figure it out. Honestly, what if we don't? <laughs> yeah, Google it your goddamn self. You tell us. Yeah, you... Write in and tell us which one of those came out first. Yeah. New contest. Nothing's gonna stop us yeah. now from building this city contest. Yeah, if, if you can answer the question first and get to Charlie's house, you can also co-host an episode. <laughs> <laughs> we got to find somebody with the lines of code that <laughs> would favor them doing both of those things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell you what, you don't even have to answer the question. Just if you want to come to my house <laughs> and be on the program. <laughs> um, you take any notes on the Matrix thing or we can just kind of glaze over that? Oh, oh okay, yes. Cool, nice. I almost forgot. I don't have any notes but, on it, but I watched yeah, cool, it. All right. It was cool as shit. Yeah. I mean, what do you want to talk about with oh, that? Oh, I will. I mean, I would. I would probably say the combination of uh, Doctor Sabine's video and the Matrix video specifically is probably why it's just very my first go-to answer. Like, well, lines of code, lines of code, blah, blah, blah. You know, right, right. That'll. But yeah, just that. As far as the. Uh, the architect and the Oracle are both concerned. Like they were just put in place to make sure that the anomaly happens. And then that the anomaly goes to Zion to reboot the whole system again. Pretty much. Yeah. They were almost two sides of the same coin. Yeah. It, yeah. It's really like, I, I haven't watched them in forever. In fact, I haven't seen the fourth one at all. And I haven't heard a good thing about it. So, that's the one that came out last year or the year before or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't even know one came out. Yeah. The third one came out. I saw the second and third ones in the movies. Yeah. Thir I'm pretty sure I saw all three in the movies. The first two I fucking loved. The third one I was kind of like, eh. And then, yeah. It was confusing. It was definitely confusing as shit. Like I, I think what ended up getting me down this specific rabbit hole, hmm, Matrix thing, uh, was uh, I heard somebody saying a lot of 
like really complex sentences in a row on TV. And I was like, oh, man, I want to look up the architect speech. Like just that yeah. whole which watch that again, because that is just words upon words upon words. Lots of vis-a-vis and ergo. Yeah, I think I've only seen that once. I've only seen the third Matrix one time. That's uh, I think that's the second one. I've only seen the second and third one okay. one time each. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so there's that. Yeah, so that's the that's the whole does he have free will thing because he's spoiler on the Matrix too, but uh, Neo is having nightmares from the beginning. The movie starts off with uh, you seeing Trinity die, and then Neo. Uh, getting startled awake he hasn't been sleeping because he's afraid that Trinity is going to die and then uh, yeah there's just the whole uh, he can go out one door and save Trinity or go out the other door and save Zion and he can't do both things at the same time and then surprise surprise he does because he's fucking Neo bro right he'll they didn't count on Yeah, that. you didn't count on me doing karate the whole way I was in the air, even though there was nobody around me. <laughs> air karate always <laughs> wins. But uh, that that was like interesting because of the idea of the Oracle and the architect are both AI in a sense, where the Oracle was learning like so the program needs the one or whatever in order to keep the people feeling like they're fighting for something and moving forward so that they won't, I don't know, like it's, it's better for the matrix somehow at the Mm -hmm. end, like both of those, that was all in a sense predetermined because they needed that to go down. But, um, the Oracle learned over time of dealing with the various ones to have that motherly and, and, uh, comforting nature and, and, seemed like it was the good guy and guiding the one along the path. But at the end of the day, it was a system control. Yeah. Like it, it never even occurred to me at any point while watching them. Yeah. that She was bad. Yeah. And just because you, because you're looking at it through human eyes, you're forgetting that you're in this. This is a, a visual representation of software. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Doing that, uh, as they say, puts a whole different paint job on things. It does. <laughs> it does indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, post that video as well. Also, speaking of AI, uh, the thing I sent you videos about before, did you get to watch those? The uh, Oh, the dog? Know. So yeah. there's this dog, Bunny the dog, who uh, has their own Instagram page and TikTok page and all kinds of other stuff. And it's an experiment run by some university is like funding it. Uh, but it's a woman. She actually has two dogs uh, and they both have. It started out with way less, but it's little buttons on the ground that have designated words to it. And this dog knows its own name, uh, knows how to ask for food, knows how to ask for play, knows how to ask for specific people that it likes, uh, <laughs> go outside, stuff like that. And now it's starting to ask, why dog? And then go look in a mirror. Yeah, it's like, who, who this? Yeah. And, uh, Wait, who, who, bunny, dog, why dog? And right. Like, 
Yeah, they were asking what kind of animal was yeah. this, and it would hit the button. What kind of animal was, and they asked what kind of animal was bunny, and it hit human. Yeah, it, it like fucking. They broke the dog, man. It's got, this dog's having a fucking existential crisis now. It doesn't know what it is. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like, it's almost like if you didn't give it, like, how far would its questioning have you even gotten if you wasn't get if the dog wasn't getting, uh, like, confirmation from the owners and like yeah. the like constantly learning and rewriting its own code yep <sighs> and we talked about this in in the uh in one of the earlier episodes about um just the brain and the way consciousness works that communication played a huge part in human beings and and how our consciousness expanded ex- our, our sense of self kind of expanded exponentially because animals have this idea of I'm this and that's that but to be able to say hey am I this and are you that and the other thing say yes absolutely and to confirm that that self self awareness and that self sense of self um kind of helped our our um, evolution I guess or, or our uh, advancement as a species exponentially and now you got this dog where you're almost teaching it the same thing it, it's almost like I mean the, their brains aren't the same as ours they're they're obviously it's it's a completely different animal it's not wired the same but this ability to communicate and it's like wait a minute I'm what do you mean I'm not one of you I'm your pet like yeah <laughs> like that <laughs> And, and it's it's also like uh oh where'd this stuff go? Give me a sec. Uh oh, just like being able to communicate ideas that you've had. Like just even like we each think of one thing. Now we can communicate. Now we know both things, and we didn't have to think of both things. We only yeah. thought of the one thing. So it's it's like adding more more and more things to the pile. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And yeah, the, the dog is almost, as it's going, developing a, a sense of self in a way. And then we wonder from there, I mean, is what point do we consider now this dog has quote unquote free will? Yeah. If anything does. And even that, like it's, Sure, it has free will, but like as far as what it can say, even if there's 16 buttons with 16 different words on there, there's only a finite combination that the dog can hit to communicate some type of information. Yeah. So it's <clears throat> it's not totally just completely random. It's there's a few predetermined outcomes that it could be. And, uh, yeah, that's the yeah. best I got on that thought. <laughs> no, and, and is it capable of saying, if I do this, then this, but if I don't, then this, like that, that idea of a, of a choice that will impact the future and, and can bring about different outcomes, like is, is a dog quite wired like that, where it can, I guess, in a sense, update its own software. Right, and shake off 
millions of years of instincts through evolution yeah. suddenly. Yeah. Which I realized that as a parent, that's kind of as a species what we've done because we're not we're only removed from the animal kingdom because we can recognize that I'm not supposed to do that. I'm not supposed to just steal that person's food. You know, we're, we're supposed to share and like that, that cooperation between the two of us, because we, we, in a sense, deny our instincts where I want that, you know, and you have to no, don't do that. Be civilized. So like civilization almost, hinges on that ability to have updated our our internal processing to to not and act out our base instincts and you know even back to dogs even not the ones with buttons to push to to say things like you can train a dog to behave and not eat you until you die in the house and the you and the dog are the only thing in the house together. The dog will eat you eventually. Yeah. Enough time will go by. Yeah, it's going to survive. We'll just say like, fuck it. Yeah. Instincts. Instincts kick in. Yeah. And me and my wife make the joke, which I don't think is necessarily a joke, but I'm going to say eight minutes before my dog would eat us. <laughs> if something happened to us. Like, cause there's times now where it's like, stop. Why are you nibbling on my ribs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think we would last that long. And you know that because every seven minutes and fifty nine seconds, one of you gets bitten while you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn, you can wind your watch to this motherfucker. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even set kitchen timers anymore. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just what, when was the last time you got bit? <laughs> yeah. All right, it's been four bites. All right, we're about it's about ready. <laughs> So free will is pretty crazy if it exists, yeah. which it does or it doesn't. It does. It, no, yeah, I, I guess we don't. It, it sounds like it doesn't. All these scientists are saying it doesn't, that it's some kind of complication or some kind of calculation based on different parameters. But I I don't know. I, I Maybe the way that they're defining free will doesn't exist, but I still think like if we're talking about being able to update your code, like you're able to run some kind of process that's updating the process in your head, right? You're, you're able to define different input by, cause, cause think about tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's ways that you can look at it where you can, woe is me, or you can learn from it and look forward, you know, mm-hmm. like the, uh, People go to therapy for that, to learn how to not take in something a certain way and, and look at it through a different lens and try to like see the good that came out of it. That, that's a choice. I mean, that, that's what, what is that based on? Like, I, I, you're, you're able to change the way your code runs, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like there's, there's plenty of people who have like, I'm tired of feeling like this moments and they make drastic yeah. changes in their life and even the like on one hand sure the argument of like yeah it finally sucked enough for your programming to be like all right this is bad or yeah. you just recognize that it just sucked <laughs> and yeah. this, let me do this differently 
I'm sick of this output. Word. Where where is it in this code <laughs> that this is happening? And let me change that. <laughs> I have to pee like crazy, so you can wait like two minutes, or we can wrap up. What do you want to do? Yeah, we can wrap up. I think we're at an hour okay. twenty. I got nothing else. Cool. Yeah, I have a bladder full of pee, so that's what I got. Uh, uh, guys, always spell G U I S E under the guise of science at Gmail on Facebook, on Instagram. Also under the guise of science at TikTok, at on YouTube, and then we are at Science Guys G U I S E all one word on uh, Twitter or X, I guess. Twitter X. Check out our shit. X Twitter. Check out Fart Barf as well. See you next time, fuckers.